Welcome, everyone, to uh, the first ever episode. See, it used to be Coke with Kevin. That was always good. But uh, now we've moved on to, uh, we've graduated to Beer with Kevin. So we're going to have an honorable local here at 805. Uh, and we're going to talk about the real reason uh, I sold. Uh, it's going to be full transparency. It's uh, It's been a plan that's been in the making, uh, you know, since last week, uh, the end of last week. And uh, I haven't really told anyone about it. Uh, with the exception of what I've talked about in my videos about my game plan to to take advantage of uh, a potentially a further decline in the swing back. But I haven't revealed specifically uh, what I see on the horizon. And I think it's very, very exciting. Uh, and so I, I don't have a full formulation of this yet, but I think it's worth having just a little bit of a preface here just so you can understand a little bit more of the background as to why uh, this setup actually works the way it does. So uh, hopefully it makes sense. Uh, but anyway, first... Since we did title this beer with Kevin, hopefully you can cheers. Have a little sip. All right. Beer with Kevin has begun. So, uh, I used to be 100% long on everything. Never sell real estate, never sell stocks. Uh, and always with 100% transparency. The, the same is true today. Uh, and see, that's why I hate on uh, a lot of the institutions, because the institutions and people like Bill Ackman, they'll pretty much lie to your face and not tell you that they're short. So like when, C when, when Bill Ackman was on CNBC complaining about the market, he was still $1.2 billion short. He was saying he was buying the dip, but he was $1.2 billion short. And they're spreading fear like crazy, right? Uh, I want to be very transparent. And I always do that on this channel. I, see, personally, I don't care if you're short. I've regularly said being short is like a normal hedging strategy. So if you're not doing it as a hedge fund, you're going to lose customers. So it's okay to be short. Just be transparent about it. Like, hey, transparent CNBC, we think the market's shutting down. By the way, right now we're 30% short and 70% long. That would be nice to know, right? Uh, it's same thing now. Like I'm, uh, what, I, I don't know, 95% uh, cash and 5% short. It's probably more like, 1% shares and then 94% uh, cash and 5% short. So I, I like to be very, very transparent with this, right? And, and there's a reason for this. I'm going to talk about this. But anyway, uh, I always tell you, hey, I'm this much in cash. I'm using margin. I'm not using margin. I'm buying the dip. I'm adding or I'm not. Okay. So we know that. So with that out of the way, uh, I have over the last year, in addition to this transparency, move from being 100% long to being uh, sort of 80% long and 20% trade to being much more trade because I like it. <laughs> I really like it. And so the truth is I am setting up what, and I'm going to talk to you about what it is here. Uh, in my opinion, what could be the trade of a lifetime and the trade of the lifetime has to do with a specific sector of the market. And could be wrong about it. It's very risky. I don't advise anybody copy me on this. It's it's not like, see, the problem with me is I can't hide my personal portfolio. I've agreed to put my personal portfolio out there. So I can't have a public facing account where I just show you crap that I bought five years ago and go look at how up I am. And then a secret account where I do whatever that I really want. I can't do that because I'm fully transparent. So I can't, I can't hide big bets from anybody because it's all fully transparent in the program. And if, if somebody doesn't like something, they just send it out to the world anyway, right? <laughs> and that's that's fine. That's that's the way that's the way it works. So uh, I so what's the reason I sold? 
I sold because I believe the market is going to go down 20% more. And that's going to be really bad for certain stocks. But just because the market's going down 20% doesn't mean I need to sell. Like I don't need to sell Tesla or Apple or whatever because the taxes are going to be painful, right? If net-net, I have to pay somewhere around 3 or $4 million in taxes now uh, for, for unrealized gain, gains that now became realized gains, my bet needs to be not a 20% decline. Uh, or, you know, the market doesn't have to go down 20 or 30%. It, 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 should, it should go down more than that. And then you'd have to perfectly buy that dip, right, and rotate back up. That doesn't make sense. That's that's illogical. Uh, it, it, like that's a very hard thing to time. But what I'm actually doing is looking at the market and deciding, okay, what do I think Apple is going to do in the next year? Twenty percent, thirty percent, five percent move with the indices, right? What do we think Tesla's going to do in the next year? I don't know. I think by 2025, conservatively, it's a double or triple, right? Maybe it'll double within the next year. It entirely could. They go to 1300 and Elon turns around and uh, and splits the stock. The thing goes and runs and goes crazy again. It's entirely possible. But here's the big trade. I'm going to reveal it after another sip of beer. And then I'm going to do Q&A because I'm all for transparency. Look, I, I get it. Uh, it. You know, it's not fun to be hated on. Uh, and uh, just so you know, by the way, uh, when we do this questions, you can ask questions like Ice just said here in Discord. Thank you for that. If you want to ask questions for free, the, look, the only reason I do this, the $5 chat thing, is because of all the spam on YouTube. It's really, really bad. I could put slow mode on uh, it here, but you still get spam. Uh, in Discord, it's a lot less spammy so, uh, because you have to have phone verification on. So if you want to ask a question totally for free, go to metkevin.com slash chat and then go to the Meet Kevin Group Therapy section. <laughs> Uh, it should be just called Beer with Kevin, but it's Meet Kevin Group Therapy. And you can ask a question there totally for free. So I'm not trying to get $5 out of you. If you want to ask a question free, don't feel obligated to join. But I'll look for questions in both of the places, okay? All right. So here's what I think. And this is this is the big trade. The market will do very well during the interest rate hike cycles when inflation inflects down. We know that. We know it's going to take a bit for inflation to inflect down, and it's going to take time for Jerome Powell to stop being such a hawk. Okay, Jerome Powell was a dove for a very long time. He turned to a hawk, and he's not going to turn back to a dove January 25th. He's not going to flip back that quickly. This means that highly shorted small cap stocks are in the ringer for much more damage. I think it's entirely possible. And I know we've got green futures right now. It's a head fake, in my opinion. We've seen this the last eight weeks. The market goes up and then it just sells off because it gives other people opportunities to break out even uh, at this and because prices ticked up again, right? So you keep getting the selling pressure because of J-Pow. I believe small cap stocks, whether it's Lemonade, Shift Technologies, Tattooed Chef, uh, Hood, Matterport, any kind of SPAC, uh, whether it was uh, whether whether it's like Arrival or Arkimoto or all of these stocks that are, have a lot of them have fundamentally sound business models. There are some that are risky that I wouldn't really want to touch. I think a lot of these are the butt of the market right now. They are getting shorted to death by hedge funds and fairly. Like fairly, because that's what hedge funds do. They short the small caps because that's what's been going down and they're getting crushed and destroyed. So everybody's shorting here and fleeing uh, growth and fleeing into value. Well, what I believe is once we get through this next 60 days of j fear and then we get our first rate hike in March 
And then it's like, okay, oh, oh, the market went up point, you know, 20, well, went up 25 basis points in terms of rates. Uh, and then the market settles down. It's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Maybe we can go back to normal. I think once the market realizes things aren't going to be that bad when we have a rate hike cycle, shorts are going to cover. Shorts are going to cover like crazy. And there is going to be, and we use like a Trumpian line here, but because I believe it, there is going to be a massive short squeeze, the likes of which we've never seen before in all of the small caps. All of the small caps that are plus 25% short, I, I quite frankly think are doubles or triples this year, uh, if not even quadruples. So like people are like, oh no, Kevin's selling because he thinks the market's going to go down 20%. I don't really care if the market goes down 10 or 20%. This doesn't matter. But the opportunity to take that money and then throw it into stocks that have gone down 90%, that's what I'm making a bet on. Now, it's a very big bet. I don't think that you should copy me. I, I, I'm not a financial advisor. I could be making a big mistake with my portfolio. But see, it doesn't really matter because it, it, in my opinion, because my first of all, it's my personal portfolio. If my personal portfolio goes from $20 million to $10 million, is it really going to change my life? No. If my personal portfolio goes from $20 million to $80 million, that's going to be dope. Now, I can't guarantee that. I, who knows? Who knows? You can't guarantee it. But I'm investing where my conviction is. And I believe we're going to continue to see shorts, pummel, small caps. And that is going to set up for the nastiest short squeeze that we've ever seen before. I'm not talking like GME and just AMC, just those two. I mean, everything. That's 20. I mean, it's going to be back to go down the list. What's more than 25% short? Doubles, triples, and quadruples on these stocks. I believe that. I don't believe... Apple or Tesla have that same upside capacity in the short term. And again, this is a trade. It is a trade. It is not a long-term investment. It is a trade. It is a trade that when rates start going up and when inflation peaks down, the hedges are going to cover and it's the small caps that are going to squeeze up like crazy. I, I think it, it could literally be the biggest trade uh, of, of my career or, or, it could, or I could fail. You know, and, and here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. Worst case scenario, I just buy back the stuff I sold. Like, who cares? Okay, so I buy it back 10% more expensively. Like, it, it is a trade, but it takes 10 minutes to get back into the market. You know, it's it's not like real estate where where when you sell, you're like permanently out or, or, or out for the next, you know, six months or whatever as you're trying to find a new deal. You could get in and out of stocks and crypto so freaking quickly. So, uh, so in my opinion, this is a, this is a huge opportunity. And, and what, what I'm saying is there's more pain to come, especially in the small caps. I think there's a lot more pain to come for the small caps. Like I could see shift under a dollar. I could see a uh, tattooed chef at $7. I could see Matterport at $7. I, I don't want it to go down there, but I could see it. I could see Robin hood at $9. I hope not. I really hope not uh, because I know there, there are a lot of hodlers, but uh, selling is actually a way to avert that potential if that ends up becoming true and then allows me to buy in uh, cheaper in the future. Uh, and, and again, I think these are three and four X opportunities. I don't care about 20% here or there. Who cares? That doesn't matter. I, I think as, and, and here's the thing what's happening in our society here. Okay. And this is worth another, another sip here. Mm. Yeah. Workhorse. There's another one. I think 
these small caps have gotten so destroyed because, and, and see, some of you remember this. I, uh, I signed up for this subscription service that shows me where retail investors are investing their money. And guess where they're not investing their money right now? It's insane. Like you can literally put this on a chart and I kid you not, the retail investors are nowhere to be found in these stocks. The retail investors are not buying Lemonade, Shift, uh, 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 Tattooed Chef. Uh, what was the other one? I had the other one written down here. What are the, the fourth one that I keep talking about? Anyway, the retail investors are not buying these. So they give permission to the institutions to short them. But that will U-turn at some point. But for the time being, until retail comes back around, these aren't going anywhere, but straight down. And that's why Robinhood's been plummeting too, because it's gotten very little love from retail. And so when something doesn't get good love from retail, it, oh, Corsair was the other one. Uh, even even uh, uh, Microvision, though Microvision's had some issues with their forward-facing LiDAR I'm not very happy with, uh, but like a ChargePoint or Embraer or some of these other companies, right? But anyway, and Embraer has a great SPAC coming up, by the way. Uh, I think ERJ will actually be the better investment than the SPAC though. But anyway, these small caps, I think are going to have explosive growth as well as uh, crypto will move quickly during, during the madness here. I, I really still believe that 2022 is going to be a great year for crypto, but it's going to go through a lot of pain first. You could try to trade it, which is risky. Uh, I will trade it. I will definitely be trading it. Uh, it. You know, I will send alerts as I always do in the stocks and psychology money course. And uh, I expect within 24 to 48 hours, I can probably profitably trade uh, crypto 80% of the time, maybe 70% of the time. No guarantees. That's just an expectation I have. Uh, I just bought some crypto. It's actually down a little bit, but that's okay because I think in the morning we're going to get a nice pop. We'll see. Uh, okay. So the, the big move though, isn't crypto. The big move in my opinion is the shorted small caps. And so uh, that's what I'm setting up for. And so I guess uh, now that I've explained myself, hopefully uh, this is something that gives me a lot of excitement. It is a trade, but look at it this way. If I have uh, $2 million tied up in Amazon and Apple, what are they going to do for me? They're going to get me 400 grand if they go up 20%. That's a lot of money. That's great. And there's less risk in probably doing that. But if I'm a customer of, of a company like Lemonade or Shift, and I'm like, this is a great company. They're well capitalized. They're worth less than the cash they have on their books. Uh, then, then to me, these are like deep, they kind of like Kathy Wood says, deep value plays, but actual value plays. Like where you look at the balance sheet and you're like, oh my gosh, how is this so cheap? So those are stocks I think are three or four X opportunities. And, and I think there's a really good chance we'll look back in two years and we'll go, how did we not buy you know, Robin Hood at $7. It's obviously not at $7 right now. I'm just saying if it got that low. Or even honestly, SoFi. Like there's so much bad news about the brokers. I think SoFi could go down to eight or $9 if, if we keep getting this Fed FUD through March. And that's a phenomenal freaking company. But I, you know, I'd, I'd rather have as much money as possible on the sidelines to make those big buys and make those big bets. And I'm going to wait to see that test of reversal, which Remember, this was a big thing. And then I'm going to do Q&A because I promised this was going to be beer with Kevin and we're going to do Q&A. But uh, remember the chart on shift. So we drew what, what I've kind of lately been calling the temporary scaffolds. So shift starts falling like crazy, right? Uh, okay, here we go. So shift falls like crazy right here. Falls, 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 keeps going down. And we're watching this thing fall. Fall, 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 fall. 
Over here, it briefly channeled, briefly channeled here for a period of about two weeks. And we're like, okay, good. I remember right here making a video. Hey, if we get a full break above the line, I'll buy. We never got a full break above the line, which was my indication that, okay, we're not ready for that reversal yet. We're just not there yet. So what ended up happening? Take a look at it. <laughs> we just kept going down, right? Uh, and that's what I'm trying to avoid. And so that's why I'd rather be sitting on the side as a big trade. So that way I can go ham on the small caps because I think there's going to be a massive short squeeze on these small caps because the hedgies are going to go back into high growth. They're going to go back into Apple and Tesla, and they're going to go back into all the stuff that their customers want them to be in. Uh, and when they do that, they'll also end up picking up some small caps, especially when they start rallying. And then more and more of their customers are like, yeah, we, we want you to be in that. <laughs> right? So, okay. Uh, let's do Q and a, let me see what you all think, uh, and what questions you have. I I'll just, I'll answer any questions we have. So I'm going to start right now. So, uh, Oh, there's a good one. How much would a wood? Oh, I can't. How much wood would a wood chuck chuck? If a wood chuck chuck. That's great. Uh, what have been previous catalysts that got retail off the sidelines? Mm, that's a really good question. Uh, usually retail comes off the sidelines when prices start going up. And, and that's why retail has not been in the small caps because prices have been going down. So there have been net outflows out of small caps. That's setting up for the shorts to keep shorting. And that's where the big opportunity is. Nobody's freaking talking about it. Dude, you go on right now. You do a fundamental analysis on shift technology. We're going to laugh you out of the room because the chart's this. It's an opportunity. Not yet, though. It's not yet, though. Uh, okay. Somebody here says, sounds like a panic move. I mean, to me, it's very calculated, but see, here's the thing. Uh, reputation is what other people think of you. Uh, character is what you are. And I believe deep down inside that I'm doing the best that I possibly can. And I'm being as transparent as possible. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, sometimes comment sections can over amplify negative sentiments. And it is what it is. If that's the way people feel, then then I need to address that. And I'm happy to have a conversation. Why did you decide to sell such a large portion of your portfolio? Because I'm making an all-in bet on this. Because I don't need to hold Apple or Amazon or Google for a 20 or 30% up if I think I can get a 2, 3, or 4x. And the way I'm going to play this is I'm going to create, because you like companies can also go bankrupt, right? Companies become penny stocks. I'm going to make a basket. And I'll probably pick uh, 10 small caps and I'll probably honestly go all in uh, on those 20 or, or on those 10 in, in that pie. And so that would mean I'd have $2 million in each. And if even on average, like, you know, half of them three X and the other half lost a bit or whatever, or stayed flat, that's still going to be a massive up when the shorts cover. The shorts are going to move out of small caps and the, the retail buyers will come back to small caps. I have not picked those yet. Uh, and that's why I haven't talked about them yet. You know, people people sometimes are like, oh, well, you know, tell us earlier. I'm telling you as early as I can. <laughs> you know, it's still in the, in the deciding phase. Uh, let's see here. Uh, thank you for the $25 donation there on, uh, on ILUS. No, I'm not going to start a position on Lucid. Uh, yes, I agree with you. I agree that the Russell 2000 small caps have another, uh, 10% downside, unfortunately, at least. 
Uh, won't you be exposing yourself to more risk when you buy small caps at low levels? No. Um, I mean, well, yes and no. I believe a diversified pie of small caps, it, when they get to certain low level supports, when we actually get to real supports, I think they can only go so low. I mean, obviously zero is a threshold, but at some point their balance sheets prop them up and they just can't go lower than that. Uh, at least that's what I'm going to be making a bet on. And I think the lower the price goes, the less risk you actually have. Remember, this is something I talk about in the Stocks and Psychology of Money Group too, is the lower price goes, the less risk you have. And now I know that sent a confusing signal to people because what I say in the course is, if you're a trader, then trade. If you are a long-term investor, the sell button is broken. I've become a trader by doing this. And, and so I know that sends mixed signals. I get it. But I'm trading because I think this is a three or four X. And I think, quite frankly, I think the next five years are going to be a crap market. And then when I say crap market, I, I do think they'll be relatively green. But I honestly think we're in for like S&P 500, 4% this year, 5% next year, 4% the year after. It's going to be boring. It's going to be boring. Uh, okay. So uh, everyone, let's get this question answered. Okay. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for taking questions. A few days ago, you called. Okay, well, so I answered this at the beginning of uh, the video. So the question, and it's fair. I'm going to answer it. So it's Savage782. I'm going to answer it. You said, a few days ago, you called Bill Ackman and the hedgy scumbags for putting FUD into the market and making money by shaking out the weekends. So let me clarify. What I called them scumbags for was without transparency, shorting the market, and then trying to pretend that they were dip buyers when they were still billions of dollars short. I don't care if you're a short seller. I don't care if you want to bag on the market. I don't call Peter Schiff or Harry Dent a scumbag for saying the market's going to go down. I don't do that because they're transparent. They say, Kevin, I think the market's going down and I think you should buy gold. And I say, you know what? I respect you because you're transparent. When I say I sold and I'm going 5% short, I'm being transparent. That's the most you could ask for. So uh, there's a difference, a big difference. Uh, then, then the question is, uh, then you said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to stay. I am here to stay. I'm still making videos. I'm not going to, and I, I, talk, I talked about this in a video two days ago. It would be so easy. It would be so easy for me to just turn off all of the computers, shut everything off and just go on a vacation for three months and give it all the middle finger. And people do that. That's called a rug pull. I'm not leaving. That's why we're doing beer with Kevin. So we can answer the questions that you have. Uh, and and uh, it's it'd be so, especially with the amount of hate in the comments, you know, it doesn't make me feel good. Uh, it's not true. I mean, what they're saying is apparently is, is obviously their opinion. I don't believe it to be true. I read it. And I'm like, well, I mean, obviously there's a misimpression. Uh, but uh, what's, what's so important is remembering that uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm here to make more videos. You know, people have continuously asked me, Kevin, why, you know, or does this mean you're going to stop live streams? Why? No, why? no, absolutely not. I'm going to keep doing those because I got to be able to time my way back in, right? It's a big risk, but I'm going to make a big risk on a, on what I think is going to be, or take a big risk on what I think is going to be a bigger dip. So hopefully that answers that question. Uh, you know, I think earnings are not going to be great. Uh, I, I think even if earnings appear great, they'll end up selling down. Uh, yeah. And to be transparent, I do not own any small caps right now. So it's, it's kind of like, I'm telling you what my plan is before I've even done anything. <laughs> right. 
Uh, 401k. Look, if you're if you're a long investor in a retirement account or you're a passive investor in an index fund, keep dollar cost averaging. Like, don't don't trade. <laughs> you don't need to trade in that. Maybe trade maybe if you have a Roth, uh, but also don't trade unless you want to trade. You know. All right. What about Neo? Uh, I don't like the um, Chinese companies right now. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> you know, I don't, somebody's asking, why don't I cover things from a certain section of Reddit? I rarely read Reddit. I, I hate to say it. I rarely go on Reddit. I live in the Bloomberg terminal. Uh, it's just where I live. Hmm. How long do I plan to hold the small caps? Uh, potentially all of 2022. Uh, yeah. Video game related videos don't do well. Uh, okay. Somebody says if it would play out, like you said, then everybody would be millionaires. No, because not everybody's going to buy companies that are still rotating down <laughs> so substantially. Right. So that's the nature of trading. I thought Jeremy made a great video. I think he, uh, he's, he's phenomenal. I think he made a great video. My question is why did you intentionally choose to not let subscribers know when you had the opportunity to do so on Friday in the closing live? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this is a fair question. If you look at my I sold video, you'll see it was posted on Saturday. So within 24 hours of, of when I sold and it was, what was it like 35 minutes long? That video took me about 10 hours to put together. No, probably more. It probably took like 20 hours to put together. If I just said on a live stream, hey guys, by the way, I sold everything. Okay, gotta go now, see ya. What panda frickin' monium would that cause? Then, then I'd have literally zero opportunity to explain myself. Then everybody would go, all the rumors would go rampant, speculation, the, you know, whatever, madness or whatever. So it's, you know, I, I, I think, honestly, I think it was fair. Within 24 hours, it's pretty fast for, for how big of a video that was and how, how much thought had to go in that video. That video took a very, very long time to put together. Uh, and so, uh, like in my course member live streams, which we do every day the market's open, I'm a lot more raw because it's it's uh, it, usually, you know, we have a very good dialogue. And sometimes we kind of almost like build off of each other's comments. And we're kind of like, oh, what about this? What about this? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I haven't thought about that. I'm going to write that one down, right? Uh, there's there, It feels like there's more back and forth, which uh, is, is only possible with a smaller group, I found. Anyway. Okay, uh, let's see here. How do you plan to uh, offset 2022 taxes? Well, if my bet works out the, the way it is, my bet is actually going to pay my 2021 taxes and my 2022 taxes. Because remember, I have a massive tax bill coming for 2021. So partially, I, I'm also motivated to make a big trade to pay my last year's taxes. Yes, I read things like RSI, um, the, the relative strength index and that. You have to be careful with RSI because when you're in a declining market, the market will always show oversold. It's only in hindsight that the RSI works well. So you have to use multiple technicals together. Uh, yes, I do think that Corsair actually, if, if we go to real pain, Corsair has more downside. Oh, Palantir is another one. Palantir is another one. But you have to be careful because Palantir is much further stretched from its balance sheet. And see, this is where, okay, I don't know how many of you have read Warren Buffett and the Snowball of Wealth, but I love Warren Buffett and I really admire him. The guy's mega cash right now, mega freaking cash heavy. He ain't buying the dip. Charlie Munger's buying the dip on Baba, Alibaba. But why is Warren Buffett not buying the freaking dip, folks? 
There's a reason Warren Buffett's not buying the dip yet because the valuations are still nutty. When the Federal Reserve comes out and says the valuations are way too high, they're not going to turn dovish. The Fed turns dovish when valuations are depressed. They're still, yeah, we sold off a lot. They're still really high. Palantir has snowflake level valuations. It is a very, very large, uh, largely valued company for the amount of revenue that they can even forecast over the next four years. I love Palantir, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I could put it in my small cap basket because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and you are a true Warren Buffett fan beyond the stupid meme quotes people put on Twitter. You are a true Warren Buffett fan if you know what a cigar butt is. If you want to go cigar butt shopping with Kevin, follow and subscribe. You know what, what I got to do is we're going to we're going to create after this in the course member group on stocks. We are going to create a cigar butt channel that is going to be dedicated to fundamental analysis on cigar butts because I'm putting my entire portfolio into cigar butts. And if you don't know what cigar butts are, you got to read Warren Buffett and the Snowball Wealth or even the uh and not just that, but also read uh the Intelligent Investors another good one. Uh, cigar butts. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, the, the comparison of a cigar butt is a company that basically is so cheap on the stock market that it's selling for less than book, which is really hard to come by now because of computers and algorithms. So usually the best you can do is get close to book value. And uh, and, and basically you pick them up and they're just little companies that you don't want to hold forever. You just want to take a few more you know, drags of the cigar and then you throw them away because other people have thrown, thrown them on the floor before they were fully smoked. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's see here. Would you consider shorting something like Ubiquity that hasn't had a big pullback yet? I really hate shorting. I really, really do. Uh, I would be most inclined to short something with gambling money, like like very, very little money the day before earnings. But that's probably it. Uh, I would be more inclined to spend more money on a short if I thought that I had consumer information, not private information, consumer information that uh, I think would would be a sign that a company was going to have horrible earnings. And I would short the crap out of that. There is one company that I will probably make like a $400,000 short bet on with options. And that could go really dirty or really beautifully. <laughs> uh... Well, so uh, somebody's asking why are futures going up? So we talked about this on, on Friday and Saturday, that usually after a big red day, futures do go green and the market starts green. And we've seen this a lot before. Even if we have a full green day tomorrow, it wouldn't be surprised to see red on Tuesday and Wednesday before JPAL, maybe even after JPAL, uh, or at the end of the day tomorrow, because we tend to see that rotation down. Ugh. Own something good says rebuilding trust is difficult. So personally, I don't feel like I've done anything and maybe I'm delusional, but I don't feel like anything that uh, I've done anything that, that should remove trust. Uh, maybe some people are going to laugh at that. I, I, I don't know. I, I really believe that 
I'm the one of the most transparent people on, on YouTube when it comes to these things. And it's like, should I should I just have not followed my conviction? Should I just have put my head in the sand and, and not talked about this bet? I don't have to be right. I might not be right. But at least I'm being honest about it. It wasn't an easy decision to make. You know, people make it seem like I just like, like, uh, like, uh, you know, at the drop of a hat changed my mind. I make decisions by thoroughly thinking them out, uh, you know, and, and, and you taking my life experiences and my prior experiences and putting them all together. Uh, and, and I make decisions. I make decisions quicker than other people do. Uh, some people, some people, uh, you, you know, take a lot longer to make decisions, but everybody's different. You know, I don't think it was panicky at all. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe that was the impression, but uh, I, I don't think so. Big on Dwack. <laughs> uh, when you talked about earnings being bad this quarter, did you mean a specific sector? Or was that a generalization? No, I think all earnings will be bad because I think, and I hope I'm wrong because I don't want to uh, see people who are long get hurt. But um, the problem that you have with uh, earnings is good earnings are likely to get very little enthusiasm until March 16th. Because, like, why are you buying before the rate hikes, right? And bad earnings, I think, are going to get obliterated. Uh, uh, the companies will get obliterated. Look at Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need a lot of money for the businesses I'm creating. Uh, that, you know, sure, I'm creating five different businesses and, and I want to have money. There, there, are, there are some... One of the businesses requires a substantial amount of capital I have to put aside. Now that's not a problem, given that I've sold. I certainly didn't want to, uh, yeah, I mean, that's certainly what, I think that's the whole business formation thing is more of like a contributing factor, but not the reason for me selling. It's just kind of like, okay, well, that's convenient. Now I don't have to think about that anymore. Let me give you another one of those. So uh, you all know that I do most, of, I have most of my account at JP Morgan. But JP Morgan sucks. Like it's cancer. Like I literally lose money because I have to wait for them to do phone calls. And remember, I've never gotten margin called, uh, but they're a disaster. So I'm really tempted to brokerage transfer, but I can't brokerage transfer if I'm in margin without a whole lot of complexity and probably like a month of waiting. So an additional fringe benefit of having sold is I can now brokerage transfer in the matter of like two days and go to like a, a tasty tea day, uh, you know, interactive or whatever, uh, and, uh, and and not worry about it. <laughs> uh, and, and and then I'm there. Uh, and then I can execute my big trades, which is really, really cool. <sighs> yeah. Uh, why not take the cash and retire? Well, that would be leaving, right? And, and like I said, I'm not leaving. Like, I mean that. I really mean that. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So Minecraft, I didn't say that I sold because of responsibilities to business employees. That was like, I just said, it was a, a contributing factor. Uh, but it, it was, uh, it was nowhere near as the conviction that I have on wanting to actually make my trade. So let's see here. Uh, okay. So on Thursday I said, I, I feel like potentially we're hitting a bottom, right? And that was the same day that I sat down for eight hours and thought to myself, are we actually potentially at a bottom? And throughout my research, that's when I got to feeling, I don't know that we are. 
I don't know that we are. I hope we are, but hope is not a strategy. And that's when I thought, I think we could be in a convictionless rally mode until uh, March 16th. And so that's the basis for this massive trade. That's the basis for having sold. And look, I changed my, I changed my opinion. Uh, I think I've been extremely consistent the last years. It's always by the dip, by the dip, by the dip. And uh, Friday morning, I made, I made a change. Am I going to Vegas or Puerto Rico? No, no, I wish, but no, no. Uh, no, so so somebody says Kevin got fearful. Like, I, d I disagree with that. I don't think going all in on a bet is being fearful. I think if, if I sold and went all in on the S&P 500, call me a weenie. Call me a weenie. I, you know what? Deserved then, right? Because then it's like, wait, like you're walking away from your favorite stocks and face Tesla or whatever to go weenie mode? S&P 500? And there's nothing wrong with S&P 500. Don't get me wrong. Like if you're just, if you're in the S&P 500, that's, that's fine. I'm just saying like, if you're going on a, in a high fear time to less fear, that's weenie. If you're going from or uh, from from risky to more risky, which is what I think I'm doing, I don't think that's weenie. I, I I actually kind of think that's like the definition of diamond hand or diamond balls. Like that's it's gutsy, you know, uh, and it, it makes me nervous, but I'm but I'm excited about it. Uh, I don't know that I would go. What's what's your most bearish bearish case for a twenty million dollar small cap bet? Uh, well, I mean, half the companies go penny stock, you know, then you got a problem. <laughs> uh, how quickly do you expect small caps to return three or four X? I think if we get a beginning of a rotation in March, probably by December, no guarantee. No, uh, thank you. This is a fair question. Since you have sold, have you doubted your decision at all? Not at all. I made my decision. And, and this is why it's so hard to like, like see that the drama. Uh, in the comments or other people making these speculative videos or whatever. It's just like, it's all noise. It's it's all noise because it's it's not my intention. I do, you know, it, what is actually kind of funny right now is I am literally right now all in on AMC. <laughs> uh, which which is, I, I never thought I would say uh, that I the only stock I own, well, with the exception of my little public account, uh, which is like, well, I, I, that's the one the one thing I didn't uh, solve. That's why it was like 99.5% or whatever. I counted that in the percentage. Uh, but I didn't trade in, in public. I forgot. <laughs> I, I dealt with JPM, Webull, and Robinhood. And then I totally forgot. Although there wasn't really anything to deal with with Robinhood. Because I brokerage transferred. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you think Amazon can move like Netflix after earnings. I mean, they've already fallen quite a bit, but uh, yeah, there's there's certainly pain that Amazon could experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been trading sideways for a very long time though. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You bought Tesla when I did at the beginning of 2021. No, well, I've been buying since like 2018, but you bought at the beginning of 2021 and you sold the day before I did. Oh, well, good for you. I'm glad you got some gains. Awesome, awesome. Uh... No, it, it Opsar here says he's only keeping AMC because he fears the eight backlash. That's wrong. Had my year been up, I would have sold AMC. But my year is not up. I think it's May or June. 
I've, uh, I've, I think it's actually May. I think in May, my one year is up. But I made a promise. So I'm keeping the promise. Look us in the eye. You keep looking down. Well, this is this is where you are. And then this is where the chat is. <laughs> and the chat's also right here. So that's why I'm looking around. Uh, do you believe there's a chance that Burry is right and we're heading towards disastrous hyperinflation? I think there's a 20% chance that the Burry case scenario is right. I think that hyper deflation has a 20% chance. And then I think this, there's a more like a 60% chance that we don't go into one of those recessionary scenarios, that we get disinflation and that we recover. Uh... So somebody's saying, uh, Dano here, Dan, you know, is saying, do you, do you see why it comes across as, as poorly if you buy and then sell the next day? Yeah, I get that. Uh, I get that. And that's why, that's why I make the videos and, and talk about it. You know, I still think a firm and end phase and Tesla are great. Uh, I love them. But, uh, you know, I, I don't move the market. So, uh, you know, I, I see a better opportunity. And I believe that individuals want me to tell them when, when there's a change, uh, if I have a change uh, of strategy. And I think I did very well for saying this very quickly. Uh, in fact, I'm taking the, the biggest risk here, right? See, I'm not, I'm not being like a scumbag who's going to go, uh, oh, I'm going to secretly make this trade. If it works out, then I'll make a video three months later. If it doesn't work out, then I won't say anything. That happens all the time. You got to realize I'm making this trade without knowing the result. Uh, with And most edited videos on YouTube where people are like, oh, did so well on that. Or the post, like in my opinion, a lot of this is bull crap. I, I don't trust it. Uh, you know, that's not throwing shade at anybody individually. I just think it, in general, I think edited posts are bullcrap. This is why I like doing my live streams where we look at TA live and stock market live. But look at this, folks. I, uh, I asked, I ran a poll in Discord amongst the course members, which I can't believe my birthday is in five days, which is when that coupon expires. But I ran a poll and I said, vote. If you believe there is a change, would it be better to bury my head in the sand and pretend everything is fine? Just do the same thing over and over again. Or would you expect me to tell you that I believe a change is in order? Click the checkbox. If you see a change, tell us, even if it's hard. Don't change. Stick to your original concept would be hit the little X box. So here, here are the results of that poll. So as you can see here, uh, if you see a change, tell us got 2,278 votes and don't change, stick to your original concept, got 90 votes. So, so that's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to be transparent. Now, I know it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me too. Assuming you didn't make this decision on a whim, how long had you thought about doing this before you pulled the trigger? This small cap move is something I've only thought about since Thursday. It was something that, uh, and, and my conviction has only grown in it. So I couldn't have even told anybody anybody sooner or anything sooner. Other than like, I mean, I suppose for a few months we've been tracking the small caps and waiting for them to hit a bottom, right? But I was going to do a smaller trade, not like an all-in trade. Mm. Let's see here. Uh... Okay. Well, 
Here's, why did you? Okay, some of these I think you all already know the answers to. I hope you're having fun drinking and such. Let me go back to the the free section here for a second, just so I so I keep it balanced. Hmm. Uh. So, um, look, somebody's saying here, you need to say you were thinking, okay, look, some folks are, are wondering why I didn't say, oh, I'm thinking about selling. Okay. Let's go through that scenario. T Neb, this is for you. My initial thoughts of selling came at about 9 PM on Thursday. I stayed up extra long that night and then I decided, you know what? We're not going to do anything rash. Uh, let's not make any decisions. Let's sleep on it. So I slept on it. And then I continued my analysis in the morning, woke up early, continued my analysis. We did our market open live stream, still had to make a decision. Uh, and then I made my decision. The problem was at that point, I didn't know what trades to make yet. Should I sell a quarter of my portfolio and not be in margin? Should I sell 50% of my portfolio? Should I sell calls? Should I sell all of it? Should I not do it at all? Uh, should I buy puts? Which put should I buy? I can't make that decision like this. And even though I made the decision that, okay, I'm going to sell, had I just written in, you know, on, on, a, on a tweet or a Discord post, I'm thinking about selling. What the hell? What kind of guidance is that? Wait, so are you going to or are you not? What are you going to do? What are you going to sell? I don't know. I can't give you the answer when I don't have the answer. Quite frankly, I think for having started my planning at like 9 p.m. on a Thursday night to staying up very late, thinking about all the scenarios, to sleeping on it, to finalizing my decision in the morning, to coming up with a strategy and then posting my strategy with my raw thoughts to course members at uh, at 12 p.m. Uh, and then coming up with a video that took me 10 hours to plan the very next day, honestly, I think is pretty damn good. Because if you watch the whole 35-minute video, you get a whole lot of thesis and conjecture in there. And I, I can't do that on a whim. So, so in my opinion, uh, I, I don't think that it's possible to just say, uh, you know, turn around and, and, and roll. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Okay. So to the moon is mad at me. What, what's to the moon mad at me for? Okay. Let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to understand. Where is it? Okay, those are that was twenty one. Where's the post? Give me one sec. I'm trying to scroll to the darn thing. Was it in course member lives? Oh, that okay. Yeah, well, give me one second here. Yeah, it's blurry, and that's why I can't fully read this. I want to. I want to. To the moon. Can you post a not blurry picture? Because I'm trying to find the original post. 
and, and I can't find it, but I'm happy to address your question. <sighs> did I make this decision by myself? Yes, I made this decision by myself, but I did talk to other people. I talked to many other people. <laughs> yeah, there's some some comment about four days before. I don't I don't believe this is true. What is this? Uh, came the four. Oh, oh, okay. So, um, to the moon is just misreading a post of mine. This was a post in the course member live stream and it's a misreading. Uh, he's suggesting that I'm a liar for this and he's misreading this, him, her, whatever. Uh, so I say here, I came, it came over the course of four evening hours plus four morning hours of research plus accumulated research, right? But I think he's reading this as four evenings instead of four evening hours plus morning hours, right? This is how like misinformation spreads one person misreads something and then everybody takes the headline and runs with it it's really sad it's it, honestly like this is it's better to just explain less than explain more because people just don't get it uh or or whatever uh okay Oh, so Jungle Man is mad at me, not a course member here, who says Clever Leaves is a company you shilled at $15. It's now at $2. So Clever Leaves was a trade. If you go back to my live stream last year, uh, I actually even did a, uh, a profit and loss, and Clever Leaves was a trade. Uh, but that was, in, that was a, a quick in, quick out. I don't remember if I made money or lost money. I, you can look at the video. Uh, but no, Clever Leaves was never meant to be a long. It was meant to be a trade. Uh, and some trades do well, some trades don't. So let's see here. Sometimes <laughs> female pro, uh, female says, so sometimes, so you're saying, so you mean less transparency is better. Ironically, sometimes it is uh, because radical transparency gets, creates so much confusion for sometimes for people. And it's, and it's insane. Uh, it's, it's very, very difficult to have to explain all this. Have you fallen out of love with a firm end face? No, I still love them. Still love them. Mm. Somebody says, don't understand why you need to defend yourself. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always happy. If somebody's upset, I'm happy to go live and explain. Uh, so my research, somebody's asking me about details of my research. My research usually involves a lot of, uh, historical reading. Yeah, that's it. Usually just, just history and, uh, you know, perspectives and theses uh, from individuals. Do you think dollar cost averaging every day until March is a good strat? Honestly, I don't actually think that's that terrible of an idea. Uh, if, if you wanted to just like every day between now and March 16th, take your entire portfolio, divide it up and just buy every day equal amounts until I'm, I quite frankly don't think that's a terrible idea. Uh, when you see valuations are high, do you think it's fair to compare historic PE norms with current growth? Uh, no, I actually don't. So, for example, when we look at like the Schiller PE and stuff like that, which seems elevated, uh, I actually don't think it's fair to say that we should compress to prior values because we've actually uh, we've we've not only are we growing more, but uh, a, a lot of these are weighted by the gross income of every company in the S and P or the earnings of all companies in the S and P. 
And the problem is earnings at a lot of companies have plummeted because they're retail or recovery stocks and the technology companies are reinvesting earnings. So they're not taking as much to the bottom line. So yeah, naturally the Shiller PE looks high, especially since the, uh, the, the stocks at the top or tech stocks at the top of the S&P now. So of course the, the, the Shiller PE is going to look weird. You think it's smart to sell weekly covered calls? I don't think it's terrible. No, I don't think that's terrible. Uh, I, yeah. In hindsight, don't you think you should at least let your subscribers? Well, again, no. I, 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 there's no way I could have come up with with the 35 minute video I did. You realize small caps sometimes take years to get noticed. Yes, uh, and that's why picking the small caps is going to be very, very difficult because we're going to have to find small caps that are mainstream enough to be in the face of of investors. Because the danger with small caps is small caps can get buried and forgotten and they end up turning into penny stocks. So, but that's potentially why you could see, uh, uh, you know, you know this, this explosion. Somebody says they're a course member. Well, any course member is welcome to be on the server. So if you're having trouble, get in, just send over an email, just like reply to your receipt or whatever and send over an email. We'll take care of it. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> okay, so how do you know when we hit bottom, right? So first of all, the the first indicator, in my opinion, is a reversal on JPOW. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a JPOW reversal, but you're also looking for confirmation that not only have we hit bottoms, but there's a key in technical analysis that basically, if you're trading along a support level, you rally off the support level, you come back down off the rally and you hit that support level again, and then you bounce. That's usually what you're looking for in conjunction with macro news like a JPOW U-turn. Probably what you're looking for. Uh, okay, so somebody says, uh, Kevin has transformed from an investing channel to a trading channel. So John says this. So I disagree with this. I mean, if you go, and not a lot of people watch this. Like, folks, people get mad. They're like, oh, Kevin doesn't do fundamental analysis anymore. What are you talking about? I literally just did, literally just did a 31-minute deep dive on SoFi three days ago. It got 72,000 views. That's nominal for a 31-minute deep dive on SoFi. It is a really good fundamental analysis. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, Kevin doesn't do fundamental analysis anymore. Open your freaking eyes. Yes, I do. What, I, I can't make trading videos and fundamental videos? Is, is is there a ban on making both? Come on, man. Get your head out of your butt. It's ridiculous. Uh, I do think the spy will be green by the end of 2022. Not much, though. Uh, I'm actually planning on doing a lot more fundamental analysis videos because I, I really think that the time to do a lot of fundamental analysis videos is when the market's relatively close to bottom, which I think we kind of are relatively close to bottom. I just do think there's more pain ahead. Okay, some guy says, you are worse than Bill Ackman. Well, that's offensive. I, I wish you would give me a, something I could actually respond to instead of just an ad hominem and attack, but that's just the kind of garbage you have to deal with. Thoughts on crypto for March 16th. Uh, I think crypto is going to have pain between now and March 16th. I think you can trade it, but you got to be really careful. Uh, you got to be really careful on trading crypto. 
Uh, I do think that we'll probably have little crypto rallies, but I think they'll sell off fast. The crypto rallies will sell off fast. Uh, did you see that? Oh, somebody wants to know. Okay, I've gotten this question a lot and I've answered it many times. I've never gotten margin call. Ever. No margin calls. <laughs> Let's see here. Should we invest in additional real estate? So the only time I would sell real estate is if a tenant wanted to buy it from me. Uh, and that's because I could lower my costs associated with the sale with the tenant buying. I am not enthused about the idea of just throwing stuff on the market uh, unless there's another problem. Like there would have to be an extreme problem. Like for example, uh, like if you're doing a development uh, and, and and it's something like extreme and you, you, it's just like you can't get through the development, maybe sometimes it makes sense to sell, especially if you could sell with a profit. But like a typical rental property, I generally won't sell. Unless again, it's to a tenant because you're saving possibly like five to 6% and you could still potentially get a market value sale. And, and now it lets you 1031 into another rental deal. Maybe that could be, there, there's an exception of that. You think the star market will down... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with real estate, uh, with the real estate market. Mm. <laughs> A lot of people talking negatively have new badges. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, okay. I thoughts about shorting a firm the next 60 days. Ah, it's tough. It's tough. I, uh, I mean, I definitely, I think there's downside, but I still think it's a great company. Chargepoint, same thing. Actually, that could end up being, one of, like some of the charging companies could be some of the small caps for the reversal. Mm-hmm. What happened to the personal help section? Oh, we might bring that back. But I, I don't know. Do you think buying REITs is good? If you don't have any real estate exposure, REITs can can be okay. No, I don't think I address my audience as if they make a million dollars per year uh, and that I need to address them as they make less money. No, I don't, I don't think I, I talk to my audience. I think I just talk honestly about what's going on with my portfolio and what I think about the market. I don't, I don't think I'm... Yeah. Thoughts on getting more beer. I got a second one right here. We're not going to go too terribly much longer here. But let's get the second one. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't have M1 right now. Hey, Kev, are, your, are you going long the same high convictions when you come back? Probably after the uh, small cap play. So in other words, I would go... Uh, for my small cap trade, and then if we do get a reversal on those, we'll jump on over into the longs. Thanks for the insights and transparency. I personally couldn't be as public-facing, too much to handle. Thank you for being confident in your decision, not letting little negative folks let you down. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of negativity. Thank you for that. Why are you so confident the market will go up in March, and why did you decide to trade with your whole portfolio, and what are you doing to manage your risk? Well... Okay, 
I, I don't think that rate hikes are going to hurt the market. I think we'll be okay. But uh, yeah, there's always the possibility that we continue to trade down when rate hikes do come, but we'll know that then. We'll know that more clearly then. And uh, the, But the cool thing is you could, with stocks, you could buy so quickly. You know, it takes you 10 minutes. You could have a whole $20 million portfolio in and out within 20 minutes. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Are you going to buy the dip anytime soon? Pro- I, I might with certain option strategies. And so what am I going to do uh, or what I might start doing is uh, like tomorrow, I think we're going to open green. And then I think the market towards about 10, 11 Pacific time is going to start kind of cresting and then rotating down. I could be wrong. But if we get this rotation down, I might do some ratio options, which I'm really excited about. Uh, th- this has to do with a, a, a whole variety of like sell puts, buy puts. And uh, it really, it's, it's a way to expose yourself to a stock and potentially own a stock for very inexpensively. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that's probably what I would do when and if prices rotate down again, I don't really want to do that so much on the green uh, because the sell put options, the option credits are better when the market turns red. Yeah, I've talked a lot about why I didn't just sell calls. Uh, and and here's the reason. The best example I can give you is I uh, I bought Robinhood at like $36, $34 after it IPO'd, which obviously is terrible now in hindsight. But anyway, it ran to $70 on momentum. I thought it was insane. I'm like, this is so dumb. It's way overvalued. I, I call up JPM. I'm like, sell calls, sell calls right now. And so I got like an $8 credit or whatever. Anyway, I ended up making like 80 grand. I made my 100% credit on those options, right? I did really, really well on those options. But okay, great. My break even was like $62 on, on, that, on that option, right? Well, the darn thing's like $14 now. So if you think the market is going to have more of an outsized downturn, you can lose with, with call, selling calls. Uh, now, you could go like super deep in the money, but then your credit's substantially less. And then it's kind of like, okay, well, am I now going to go into a lot more margin if I if I buy stuff before I close those options? It's a little bit more complicating. But uh, yeah, look, they're, 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 selling calls is, is always an option. Uh, I would say, yeah, okay, this is a good question. T. Smith says, uh, is it fair to say your trades will be based off fundamentals rather than technicals? Uh, it's going to be both. So uh, it's going to be fundamentals first because that's going to give me an intrinsic value and then technicals to determine when, when we get to uh, a bounce. Worried about midterms. Well, that's a kind of that's probably going to be more of a real like buy the dip kind of fall. Uh, because I, I honestly think the stock market cares less about elections, although it will have implications, than it does about uh, about rates. I think the market's more concerned about rates. But honestly, I think Democrats are going to get creamed in the midterms. And uh, the market's going to rally off that. You know? Mm-hmm. is it fair to say okay well that's literally the one i just asked uh, or answered so uh, let's make it simple for people is this accurate oh thanks asos for saying this 
20% chance of hyperinflation and then a recession. Yes. Uh, 20% chance of extreme def here. You know what? Let me, let me do this. Uh, let me just put this up on screen. It's a little easier than for you guys to see it. Okay. So remember, you can go to this chat totally for free. It's metkevin.com slash chat. Uh, and, and then just go to the therapy section. But anyway, 20% uh, chance of hyperinflation, which then would lead to recession. Yes. 20% chance of extreme deflation, which leads to recession. Yes. 60% chance of flat. Yes. Correct. What is your expected market plus minus for each situation? That's interesting. Well, I think if we get to either of these, which would be very, very bad, this is this is 20 to 30% off SPY. This is very, very worst case scenario. Uh, I, I don't wish that upon anyone. I don't think that's what we're up against. Uh, I think we're more like, uh, I don't know why that came up again. I think we're more like the 60% chance of flat. I think that's like, we've got another shot at the S&P 500 going down, maybe 10%, 12%. So from like, I don't, I don't know that we're going to break 4k. Maybe, maybe see like 39 to four. That would, that would not be unsurprising. The problem with that is if you get 39 to 4K on the S&P 500, a firm is going to be $30. Robinhood's going to be $7. Matterport's going to be $7. You see what I'm saying? Like these, these companies, which I think are great, are going to get sold off two or three times as much as the S&P 500. So you're just literally throwing money into a fire pit, which sometimes works. But if you have a bigger trade opportunity that you could see with, with the small cap plan, which is a massive move, for a, a massive, insane short squeeze. Well, that's, that's going to be good. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. Okay, answered that, answered that. Look, Tesla will dominate. Tesla's a phenomenal company. But Tesla does have downside. Uh, somebody's asking me to watch this video. I can't watch this video. Uh, the um, uh, Look, te Tesla will always be a phenomenal company, but there is more downside, right? Uh, Tesla could, could easily go to $700, which honestly, this summer was great, okay? So we have not been sitting in this $900 to $1,000 level very long. Uh, so... I sold $1,500 puts for Tesla. Oh my gosh. I sold before the sell-off. Well, wow. You're promising to buy the thing at $1,500. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, not financial advice, but if I was upside down on sold puts and I didn't need the collateral for anything else, usually you just end up hodling, right? But it, it, it can be very painful. The, the good thing is the theta decay goes in your favor. Have you considered... Uh, uh, let's see. Please stop calling... You know. Thank you, Texas James. Uh, I, I'm not optimistic about Tesla earnings. I know that makes me sound like a bear. Tesla had amazing deliveries, but folks, the good news gets priced in on the deliveries. The bad news is always in earnings. The thing goes down like six out of eight times on earnings. Mm. Okay, so uh, somebody's saying, let's say it's March 16th. And more bad news comes from J-Pow. Are we screwed? I guess TBD. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Reddy, can you actually, like, I mean, give me some insight here. Like somebody, 
I, I don't know if you're referring to somebody else or whatever, but like, you can't call somebody pathetic and then not explain why. <laughs> like, I don't know who you're talking to or what. You didn't tag anybody. But anyway, yeah, that's that's something. I don't think Jeremy stabbed me in the back. Uh, I, I, I respect Jeremy. I like Jeremy. Uh... Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, somebody here says, what do you even or why do you even have to be transparent? Just provide knowledge and insight or whatever. People are pissed off because you're transparent. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I've, I've thought about that. I've thought about that. It's like, why am I the only, I think, one of the only people who shows you literally my entire account? I don't have some bullshit smokescreen account. I'm the only person. And I know it's in the courses. Okay, but I get that. But I, and, and then like every few months, I try to do like a full portfolio breakdown, which I did on this channel in November. Uh, but I, I don't have a smokescreen account. I don't have a public facing account. It's all transparent. And that means any risk I take has the potential of offending people. It's crazy. It sucks. Uh, it, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I let me put it this way. I don't wish this level of transparency upon any YouTuber because I'm always going to upset people uh, in some direction. It's literally like, like I could be, I could be talking to course members, which I re I respect every single person who who trusts me enough to say, you know what, Kevin? Here's the, you know, I don't even know what it is. Let's let's see. Go metkevin.com/slash/join. Let me look really quick. I'm going to give you an example here. Uh, so, like for example, right now, if you wanted to buy the path to building wealth for seven hundred dollars or whatever, uh, and then you use the coupon code or or even the the real the stock investing course or whatever, right? So let's do the stock one. Nine five four. You take the the coupon off. Uh, what does that, that cost you? It costs you like $562. Okay. So somebody spends $562 and they get all my, my psychology on long, all my psychology on trading, all my technical analysis, every options fart I do, everything I think about in the market live streams every day, the market's open. You, you could disagree with what I do, but you paid for getting everything that I do. Right. Uh, and so sometimes people ask me, Kevin, like, you're not going to vaccinate your children, are you? Like, I'll lose respect for you if you vaccinate your children. You know what the best answer is? Not answering. The best answer is not answering. But that's not who I am. I don't just ignore that shit. I tell you, I'm vaccinating my kids. And I have. Jack got vaccinated. He got COVID. He got sick. <laughs> Max can't get vaccinated yet. He got COVID and had no symptoms. Maybe I made a mistake, <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, but at least I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, I would rather be truthful to your face than lie behind your back. And that's literally why, uh, you know, there, I think there's such a difference between the Ackman move where Ackman's on TV going, oh, oh, you know, uh, uh, oh, we're buying the dip, but the market's going to hell. Meanwhile, he's got a $1.2 billion short position, which is feeding his buying the dipping. It's that scummy. You know, on the other hand, if, uh, uh, you, you know, I, I'm fully transparent before I really have a capability of even realizing anything. It's like, hey, look, I'm going cash. I'm going 5% short. And I plan to, in the future, go for a big trade on small caps. I don't know how much more transparent I could be. I, I literally have no damn clue what I could do better. 
Vanda track, JP Freedom. Vanda track. Mmm. Ah. Okay. So, what else? Kevin makes me so happy. How can you? <laughs> well, thank you for that. Scrolling, uh, scrolling around here. We need more like you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Tesla can go to 200. I, I don't think it's going to go to 200. Uh, Kevin, we're going to be okay. I Look, we're all going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. Everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> Just admit and say you're sorry for being a paper-handed weenie baby. Okay. Look, until I make my new purchase, I paper-handed weenie baby. Until I make my new purchase. I actually think that we're going diamond balls on the small cap trade. I believe it. I believe it. I really believe it. <sighs> you know what we need to do is March 16th, I need to dye my hair green again. How 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 does how does everyone feel about that? March 16th, I dye my hair green again before J Pow's uh meeting. Shade here says, I just want to say, Kevin helped me 3X my net worth since I started on this path and love the authenticity and transparency. Don't ever change. Don't let the haters get to you. I appreciate that. You know, I like, I hate to say it, but like, comment like that, so beautiful. So beautiful. I love it. It takes like 10 of those to outweigh one hate comment. It's a really bad psychology. Like it is, it's terrible. Uh, it, it's really sad. But that's that's human nature. It's like one negative is as painful as ten positives, uh, and it shouldn't be. You know, the, the opinion should be valued equally. It just, it just sucks. All right, let me let me go to the free chat here a little bit. Affirm to thirty. I mean, I hope not. I hope when you buy the market reversal too early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you could use your HELOC to fund your brokerage. Yes, you can. Would you consider taking multiple positions in your portfolio when you reestablish for those who have different investment strategies? Uh, yeah. So I actually have considered having having large buckets. Uh, and the vast majority of that would probably go into my trade, but then I, I might have diversification buckets and I haven't determined that yet. But the diversification buckets would probably be leaps on like Tesla, Enphase, Affirm, uh, you know, my faves. So I might go leaps on my faves and then take the majority of the capital, go small caps, and and I'm really going for uh for the um, what's it called? Uh, uh, I, I mean the big trade. That's what it is. Okay, we need to run a poll. Okay, that's that's how we're gonna end this. We're we're gonna run the hair poll. Okay. Hold on. Ah oh, shoot, screwed it up. Oh my gosh, why is this so messed up? The, the YouTube chat's all effed up. I can't run a poll. I want to run a poll! Let me try to do it again. Hold on. Figure this out. We'll get to the bottom of this. GME, the big trade. Hey. Ah, oh, thank you for the $5, Matt. I appreciate it. All right, here we go. We're going to run this poll. Oh, it won't let me. Oh, oh, because there's a blank poll. <laughs> there we go. That's why it was bugging out. Oh, that's dumb. We're going to run this poll, okay? 
The poll is going to be, should I dye my hair on specifically, well, probably like, it'll be like the night of March 15th. Oh, oh, which is the Ides of March. Okay, okay. Should I dye my hair on the Ides of March, March 15th, green the day before Owl's rate hike? Yes or no? Okay, there we go. <laughs> I don't have enough hair to do it for January, so maybe that's a sign. So the question is, should I dye my hair on the Ides of March, March 15th, green the day before Jerome Powell Hikes rates. Now, why do I always get that wrong? No, that is right. Hikes rates. Ah, okay. uh, uh, thanks, Mooner, for the thumbs ups there. Sending you some support. Personal finance is called personal for a reason. Yeah. Would you be upset if Tesla crushed earnings 10%? Uh, no, because I'm probably going to have an option strategy that's going to protect me in that event. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, that's another thing that I've been considering essentially hedging the potential short-term wins or losses on options, uh, it, you know, straddles, for example, are an option, but we'll talk more about these, but, uh, there's, there's a lot to do. <sighs> Why don't you diversify your real estate portfolio? Yeah. Uh, that's an option. The hair never lies. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, look, uh, I, I know there are a lot of, uh, I tweeted you my question. It was just food for, oh, I don't know what your question was. I can't see it reiterated here. It, it, for some reason, Twitter doesn't give me notifications when people tweet me. It's weird. Ooh, EXBI for a short reversal. Maybe. Can you please explain how you bought your house for 210K, which was worth more like 600 and now is almost 900? I didn't buy my house for 210K. It's honestly kind of weird to be doxxed like that. But uh, on January 25th, 2010, that's probably a HELOC or, or some kind of deed transfer you're seeing. But my house never sold for 210K. I'd love to go visit Ben Mala. Mm. Okay, so um, yeah, look, if, if you wanna you wanna be part of the journey, check out the programs down below. Y'all know this. You know there's a coupon code down there. You know it expires my birthday. I, look, if you don't if you don't believe me anymore, you can unsub. Uh, you know, if you still if you still have some faith, you can subscribe. Uh, and, and you can watch the journey publicly or in the private course, whatever. This this is why I sold. This is my plan. And uh, I'll either be right or I'm wrong. But uh, there's one thing I can promise you, and that's uh, no matter what happens, you're going to be along for the ride. Uh, you're going to be along for the ride, and you're going to hear about it. So I'll either have lost a lot or I'll made a lot. <laughs> and my fingers are crossed for the upside. So anyway, thanks so much for being here. I still love y'all. Thank you. Uh, cheers. And we'll see you tomorrow at Market Open Live.